Welcome back to Stray Cast Outdoor Cartoon Television. I'm your host, Pat Renwick. 2018 Forest Wood Cup action happens live, continues from the Hot Springs Convention Center. And uh, we're pretty excited to bring to you right now, in my eyes, the Duke of Crankbait <laughs> Fishermen. Ladies and gentlemen, warm studio audience, round of applause for David Fritz. Yes. The big Duke. (laughs) What's up, Dave? Oh, just hanging out. It's good to have you back. Glad to be here. You are in Sport Expo Show Wonderland right now. Yep, we are. Absolutely, man. Mm. And it's always cool to to have you on. And I, I mean that. I mean that sincerely. I mean, like, when I think of crankbait fishermen, there's a few guys I think of, and, and definitely you've heard it a million times. You are right up there in that in that list, man. You, yes, you are well. the Duke of Cranking. <laughs> I have thrown one before. Yeah, I, I heard that about you. I, I, I heard that yeah. about you, man. <laughs> and, uh, and, and summertime is the perfect time fishing the crankbait well my opinion all year round is a crankbait time yeah it is you know you got about i don't know two or three weeks when it's not real good that's when they're spawning any other time you can catch them with a crankbait back to it oh yeah back to it and 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 i gotta ask you about this right off the bat because i was so fascinated by this last time you were on the show when you you talked to us about cranking with braid yeah and that seemed just so ridiculous to me but it, but it's, but it works for you. Well, I, I don't know what's ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> I, I mean, <laughs> you know, you got zero stretch. You can feel your bait a hundred times better. And uh, you know, the problem with most braid is you got to find a braid that you can cast. If you find something you can cast, you're going to become a better crankbait fisherman just because you can feel your bait so much better. Gotcha. Yeah. And that, of course, goes along with the rod and reel setup, it, too. It the, does. The glass it does. rod. Yep. Yep. With, you know, with my cranking rod and, and you know, the obvious, the uh, uh, non-infinite and reverse reel that Lou's makes is a BB-1 called a multi-stop. Gotcha. Uh, you know, that's good as it gets. You want to be a better crankbait fisherman, it's almost you have to have that or either a real old reel that doesn't have infinite right. and reverse. Like the old mm-hmm. Lou's. Yep. Or Abu's, or Daiwa made them. Everybody made them once upon a time. Right, right. But, yeah, it's uh And what's that do? It's just that little bit of extra bit of... Dunk. Well, what it is, you know, the handle will go back. It's not infinite and reverse. So the infinite and reverse clutch actually takes a lot of the feel out of the reel. Really? Yeah, when you're winding a spinnerbait, a chatterbait, a crankbait, and when you can get that feel back, that's the ticket. Okay. And, and that's what happens. You you're, huh. you actually you feel a crankbait more through your reel than anything else, more than rod, more than anything else. So uh, people, anglers, are making it harder on themselves by buying some of the new reels that has the infinite and reverse because you can't feel with it. You can feel when it gets close to you and you start feeling with the rod, but when my bait hits the water and I make two cranks, I want to feel it. And what makes that happen? What what? Because it, it, because your reel becomes 
a hundred times, a thousand times more sensitive when you take that that clutch out of it. Really? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> no question. That I think that's the first time I ever heard that. My mind is blown. Yeah, yeah. A- absolutely. <laughs> My mind was blown last year by the braid cranking thing. <laughs> yeah. and, and now the infinite and a reverse deal right yeah. now. We call it a multi-stop. And what it is, is a, it's a six-pin system that keeps your handle from you know, going all the way back. Mm-hmm. You know, the old loos and the old reels, your handle used to go about halfway back. Well, this one just goes a little over maybe a 20% back. Gotcha. And okay. so it's more comfortable, and it's almost like fishing an infinite reverse reel, but you have the feel back in the reel. Gotcha. And are you still still uh, subscribing to the low gear ratio? Oh, yeah. It's 5 one to 1, 21 inch per turn. And no matter what the ratio is, the, the big key is the inches per turn. So you want to hang in there somewhere around 21 as close as you can. Gotcha. And that's for all cranking, not that's just deep cranking? cranking. Square yes. bills, shallow, everything. Yep, it doesn't matter. You're just going to wind faster if you need to? Yep. You know, if you say between 21 and 25, you're probably okay with a 25. But that's starting to get fast. That's four inches difference. And you're sitting there and you're counting four inches every time you turn that handle. It actually adds up to a lot. Yeah, it, it sure does. Mm-hmm. And, and you start losing a lot of fish and missing a lot of fish, then you need to slow down. You need to make sure you got that 21-inch per turn reel. And you and you see a lot of Elite Series anglers, FLW, Tour pros, cranking now with even the 8-to-1s the and the 7s. 9-to-1s. It doesn't make yeah. sense to me. It, it seems like so much extra work. Like Aaron Martins, who's an amazing fisherman. Yeah. It's like riding a bike uphill in fifth gear. Takahiro Mori, a great crankbait fisherman, yeah. throwing a 9-to-1 crankbait reel. How does that happen? Well, one thing, they're, they're, they can't be winding real fast. There, there's no way. You're going to lose more fish than you catch. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, you can wind it fast for slightly and then stop it or, or slow it up and enough to let the fish catch up with it. And a lot of it is where you're at and what you're fishing. But day in and day out, 100% of the time, a slower reel is going to catch more of them. You're going to catch more of the fish. Not necessarily to get more bites, but you're going to catch more of them. I got gotcha. you. So how do you account for that, like, I, I recall hearing a, a story from another amazing crankbait fisherman, Rick Clunt, and he, he drew Fred Young in a tournament. You've probably heard this yep. this story before. And, and what he was fascinated by was that Fred Young was actually burning that crankbait as fast as he could back mm-hmm. to the boat, that old big O. Yeah. So th- it's a total different school of thought because, or, or maybe you still do this, but just with the lower gear ratio reel. It, well, I like to wind pretty fast. Uh, the, the key to crankbait fishing is making your bait lively. You don't want it to be lazy, and you don't want it blistering so erratic that uh, you're going to lose a lot of the fish. But you got to wind it fast enough to make it lively. Gotcha. It's a happy medium. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of that has to do with your line. And, and you, you know, people don't realize that your line, when it ties down to that bait, well, when your bait's vibrating, moving from side to side, that line is too. Sure. So the the bigger the line you put on there, the more liveliness you take out of that lure. Slows it down. It right. does. It, it slows it, it down. Makes it more sluggish. Yeah. So what is the ideal braid to crank I, with? I, I like 10-pound diameter. And actually on, on minotite baits, like our bad shad from Berkeley and some of the, the shad baits, I like eight. Okay. So 10-pound diameter meaning like 30-pound brake yeah. strength? 
Yeah, what I use is like yeah, thirty pound braid that's ten pound diameter. Okay. Yeah, the new uh, uh, actually Berkeley has some new line out. The X nine. Gotcha. Good God Almighty! What what line? I mean, that stuff is incredible. And, and the spider wire ultra cast is really good crankbait line too. You can throw it; it doesn't jam up down your spool. And those are the two ultimate braids. If, if somebody out there wants to start trying braid, and believe me, when you be prepared when you start dry, uh, trying it, <laughs> you're going to want to put it on every time you go fishing. <laughs> nice. I got to imagine too it, when you go up north and you're snatching those things out of the grass. That braid's got to have got to help a lot. Oh, it does. Yeah, it's amazing. I mean, that braid will cut through grass like nothing. Better yeah. than any monofilm has ever been made. Yep, yep, yep. And the and fishing with with the braid is that like all the time? Is if you're throwing a crankbait now, are you throwing braid all the time? All the time, all the time. Because I know you hate fluorocarbon. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm not using fluorocarbon. Just not happening. No, not ever. <laughs> not, not even mono. <laughs> yeah, I use mono some. Okay, and when and, do you do that? Uh. Mono would be if you've got a really flat day out there and you're fishing in water that you can see five and six feet deep with and you, you're having to wind slow. Gotcha. And what do you use? That's the only time. Are you using like the Trilene XT or the big game? Sensation. The sensation Perfect. you like. Okay. Yeah. That's a copolymer. Yeah. Okay. Copolymer. Yeah. That's a great line. Yeah. Low stretch. Yeah. A- absolutely. It is. Yeah. 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 Low stretch. I- I've been with, with Berkeley for years and one of one of my favorite lines, I throw all my topwaters on the, on the yeah. sensation. I mean, that's, yeah. a, mm-hmm. a, that's, a, that's a good deal. The, and I know you've gone over this a, a million times. And the reason I do this is because um, we reach new people all the time. Mm-hmm. This whole with this whole crankbait phenomenon and you being one of the best in, in the business, the the rod action, that importance of that soft parabolic fiberglass cranking rod. You, you, well, it is. A lot of things have to to go together. The parabolic really helps in when a fish really makes those hard pulls and and hard head shakes. It absorbs that. Uh, you can run your drag looser, and by running your drag looser, if you've got a a, a bass that is hair-lipped, you can catch him. Right, right. Yeah, just yeah. barely skinned. Yep, yeah. just barely yeah, skinned. So your your drag, you're running your drag loose, so it'll pull all the time. Yeah, I tell I tell folks you can almost pull it out with your lips. Really? Wow. But when you raise the rod up, it takes a whole lot more to pull it out. And if a rod, if the fish makes a surge, you just point the rod at him, and it's like he's not even hooked. Another thing wow. is, like if a fish is going to come up and jump, point your rod at it, like and a tarpon. That, yeah, and, and he'll go back down. You want to see a fish? You hold that rod up and you crank hard as you can, and you'll get to see him. Yeah, he's gonna go. Yeah, yep. He's gonna. The start. problem is, a lot of times that's the only time you get to see him. And I remember, <laughs> I remember seeing you do that on a. Um, uh, uh, an FLW Derby you won yeah. in uh, on Okeechobee yep. when you won it cranking. Yep. And and I it, you were actually giving me um, anxiety and panic attacks during that <laughs> tournament with the, the amount of time that you took to yeah. land those big 
Florida bass. Yeah. I was like, G -g -g get it in, David. Come on. <laughs> do it. It was, it was right there. He did. Yeah, and you did get it in. I was like, oh, my God. I think I even remember Jerry McInnes was commentating yeah. at that time. And, he, and he's like, he was like, come on, David. Get the fish in. Yeah, we'll be back after this commercial yeah, break exactly. with the landing. Yeah. And then here comes Jerry in a helicopter, and you're yeah. still fighting the fish yeah. at, the at the time. <laughs> that was a pretty unique tournament. Yeah. Right? That, that was. You were fishing like dynamite holes or something. Yeah, I was fishing where uh, all that shallow water met something that was different. A little bit deeper water. Could be rocks. It could be a piece of trash. But, yeah, it was. That, that was a unique time for Okeechobee. Yeah. And, you know, you have to have the right conditions in Florida to do that. Uh, obviously, when, the, when a lot of the fish are bedding and they're up real shallow, you know, low water tends to keep them closer to those areas. Sure. And, and it makes it a little, a little more fair for me. <laughs> Not a lot of derbies won on crankbaits yeah. in Florida. Right. There, there, there are some. Hey, right. um, you, you had a pretty good first day over at uh, Lake Oahe Hoo Hoo, Ha Ha yeah. Weho, whatever the heck it's yeah. called. Yeah, first and second day. First and I second day. Good. Yeah. And actually, I should have done it the third day, but, you know, as one of these deals we're talking about, I lost all the fish. The first day I lost three. That was four plus. The second day I lost four. That was four plus. The last day I lost five that and, and weighed in one. Oh, and describe what you were doing. Yeah. Well, I was actually dropping a war pig, and, and it was almost impossible to catch one. And a war pig is a lipless burpee. I love them. Love them. And I was also Carolina rigging, and I, and I was the, – the deal was the fish were not on the bottom. And everybody's asked me, how in the world was I catching those and nobody else was catching them? They wouldn't. They, the fish wasn't on the bottom. If you threw a Carolina rig out there and he didn't bite it going down, you just wind it seven or eight times and let it fall, and then bite it. Really? Wow. It, it was crazy that's way nuts. to fish. Yeah, that's I nuts. Never just, heard of your that. Your line just yeah. go slack. You're yeah. winding it, drop it, and it goes go. Yeah. Wow. And I'd bite it. Swimming the Carolina rig <laughs> <laughs> for suspended fish. Never heard of that. <laughs> that's yeah. a new one. But wow. that war pig is yeah. is probably. My favorite. It's the best drop bait. bait out there. The action want, it if, has is if, nuts. If you want to throw a bait that will flat catch them when they want a bait that's falling in front of them, that bait is is relentless. It, they just cannot stand it. And when the water is very cold, that quarter ounce war pig, <laughs> dude, uh, we don't talk about it a lot because yeah. it's that good. Yeah, a lot of people don't talk about a lot of the Berkeley hard baits because they're that good. Uh, but, it, exactly. but the word is getting out. I mean, I know the bad shad. The first year we come out with them, I know in North Carolina alone, the first four tournaments was one on them, and nobody knew what he was winning with. <laughs> and, you know, I, he called me up. I was at Spirit Lake working on some baits. He says, i got to have some more of these. And, and you know, just never – it's like everybody else, when you win a tournament, you don't want to let out something that's new. You don't want to let yeah. it out into the market. But it, but it's catching on. So when you, when you go to Spirit Lake to – to design baits. I'm always fascinated about the mad scientists at Berkeley yeah. that, that are over. I mean, obviously you do on the water development, but they have such an extensive um, research laboratory there too, man. And I, how do you get involved in that? Well, they've just got a facility bar done that nobody else can compete with. Um, we have a 15-foot swimming pool, long, I don't know, 60 feet. 30 yards or something like that. We also have a flow tank that we can see how the bait is acting. 
under every speed condition of winding it. Gotcha. Uh, top, bottom, side, you can see the whole bait. And you can make small changes and actually see that. We have to film it, but we can see that. Uh, we even go out in the back, in the yard, and throw, and throw baits just to see how far we can throw it and how much better it throws than, than other baits. So, And then we take it to the lake. And, you know, that's the ultimate test. I know when we made the 25.5, and you're probably familiar with it. Yep. It's a normal-sized crankbait that runs 25 feet deep. Exactly. Well, we go out there, and we go to, I don't remember which lake it was. It was uh, North Spirit or something like that. And we're out there fishing. I said, boys, we got to find a deeper lake. I mean, it was it was it was twenty four <laughs> feet deep, and, and you and you can't hit the bottom. I mean, you're hitting the bottom, and, and you can't tell how much is hitting the bottom. Right. So we end up going to three different lakes before we got a lake deep enough to test that lure. And, and you don't even need a long line those twenty five fives. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> and, and when you when you test these baits, are you testing them on different lines as well? We are uh, mostly ten pound tests because I think I, I sort of use 10 pound test as a standard as the you know if you need to get a little bit deeper you can go with eight if you need to bring it up a little bit you can go with 12 okay but, but and that, that brings up we, we're doing this live and we we have uh some people asking some questions here mark Harmon wanted to know how does or does using braid cut back on the depth uh that your crankbait runs no if you use braided line now even though you got 30 pound test it still should be 10 pound diameter Okay. Some braids are a 20-pound test, 10-pound diameter. As long as you stay with that 011, uh, it's the same as mono. It's the same as everything. Gotcha. Okay. So this is all about the diameter, diameter and how far you can throw it. If you can't throw something far, you're not going to get depth. Okay. You've got to be able to cast it a long way. Makes sense. Good. good. It makes sense. And the, So when you're still doing the research and development, like you talked about filming the baits, and if you see that um, – you know, take the let's just take the bad shad for for yeah. ex- example. Um, if you see it not behaving correctly, does that trigger the response that maybe we need to adjust the lip angle or maybe move the line tire? And how do you determine something like that? Well, it takes a it, it, it's a lot of work, <laughs> and you think about it day and night. Uh, even when I'm not a spirit lake, you're thinking about what what to do, but. I'll tell you the goal on the bad shad. The bad shad was, I'd figured out a long time ago, I had this one bait, and the tail made a circle. And if we could make that tail make a circle, that put off a different sound. And fish would come to it like a hundred times better. That's a crankbait you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. The, the, uh, is it a wood one that you're talking about? Yeah, I'm talking about the bad shad. The bad shad, the tail no, actually. No, I mean the old one that you had. Yeah, the old one was a wood one. Gotcha, okay. Yeah. Yeah, and it was pretty much handmade. I mean, this was a bait that I'd got somewhere and played with it, and and it was like, man, the best bait ever. I mean, you know, a shad Cherished. wrap. I mean, all, all the shad baits wouldn't even in the same ballpark with this bait. Something special. And because all shad baits make a slice, they make a slice. Ours makes a round, little round circle, so it's putting off a different sound. Gotcha. Two weeks in that flow tank for me to get that. That's how long it took. Really, and that's all about changing the pull, where the pull point is, the lip angle, 
And, and, and I'm going to tell you some stuff that nobody knows. You know, moving the lip up on the bait or down on the bait can change everything. Absolutely it can. It's, uh, you know, everybody, you look at a crankbait and the lip comes out. I mean, you don't even think anything about it, but you can move that lip up or move it down and t- totally change the action. Of the 100%. Bait. You're like a mad scientist. He is. And, and, and it, you know, most crankbait manufacturers don't even know anything about that. But, any, yeah. <laughs> I, I, but hey, I'm a crankbait freak myself, and that's yeah. why I asked you about lip angles because yeah. I know I know it's everything right there. Yeah, it, and the pull point is the biggest thing, and that's to get it. I can I can walk around this show here at the FLW and look at a crankbait and tell you pretty close to how good it could be, and you'll be surprised. A, a lot of the new baits. They catch fishermen's eye, and they catch a fisherman, and that's about all they're going to catch, in all honesty. The pull points are off on, on 90% of the new baits that I see. You can tell by looking at them. Tell by looking tell at by them. Tell by looking. Yep. And, and uh, the thing, too, I mean, once once you got that that, that badge head to do that little circle, what, what, was, your, what was your reaction? I told Jeff Williamson, <laughs> he, he was the guy that hired me at Berkeley, and I said, this is it right here. That's the deal. And... Uh, you know, then we come out with it and wins the first four tournaments that year. And I knew it was going to. I, I mean, I knew what it was going to do. And then, you know, like the dredger and the, dig- the diggers that we have now, there is no better bait in the right situation. There's not anything that will touch those baits. That dredger, we have took a small bait the size of a 200 bandit, and we can make it run 10 or 11 feet deep by the way water flows over it. Wow, it's crazy. And, you know, we've done things. We've took crankbaits actually to the next level. We really have. And I, I impressed myself. Nice. I did. <laughs> That's a big deal right there I, if that I happens. Made, the dredger, I made 28 different bodies trying to make it get down and not whine so hard. And then all of a sudden, a little girl there on our office, you know, we got the crankbait hall there. There's four of us, uh, Keith Ostrom and... Uh, and Dan Spangler, myself, and the lady that, that does all the adjusting, uh, that does the computer design. And we, I said, this is what I want. And for some reason, she made it. And the bottom of the bait was the widest part. Well, the widest. The widest. And then I said, we're on to something here. And then we put, we went and we put some, some weight in the lip of it to make it turn a certain angle. Gotcha. And when we done that... When water hit that bait, it was just like you took your hand and pushed it down in the water. It was, it was Straight down. Totally wow. amazing. That's <laughs> how we can get a, a crankbait that's three and a quarter inches long to run 25 feet that, That's amazing. Wow. And you've been involved, you know, over the years, um, you know, with different crankbait companies and, and developing crankbaits. I but have. it seems to me that you have been giving the, given the most liberties by Berkeley to really expand and put to fruition what's in the mind of the duke of crankbaits well we have but i've had the facility to do it in and we've got lucky on a few things like figuring out the the way water flows over it's just like these car manufacturers trying to make a car get 25 miles a gallon well we can take a crankbait and make it run twice as deep and wind twice as easy right. it's like the so, wind tunnels you yeah, guys are just yeah. using water yeah yeah, yeah. And it was plum stupid, and and I still think every day I kick myself in the butt. Why in the world didn't I think of this 25 years ago? <laughs> and, well, you have more technology. Now, well, though, I just too. didn't have the just didn't have the facility to do that either. Right. And uh, and it's really catching on. They they've been 
I mean, we've got a crankbait that's most crankbaits for most companies, a ten foot, a two and a half inch crankbait runs 10 feet deep. That's pretty common knowledge, and that's pretty close to what they'll do. I'm going to say 8 to 11 feet. Well, we got a 10-foot crankbait that runs 15 feet plus. Nice. So you can imagine what happens when you take that up north around those smallmouths. Yeah. Sure. I mean, you got a, you got a, a because smallmouth don't like big baits, but I can take a normal-sized crankbait. Yeah. <laughs> and cast that thing up there, and, and it's it's just stupid. I mean, it's just stupid easy. Yeah. They'll follow those big baits, but they don't touch them. Yeah, yep. Yeah. You get yeah. the morsels. Not near there. as good. Now right. you get wind yeah. that, that sometimes. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and like I say, the same thing with a small bait. And to give you another example, we have uh, what we call the Dicker series. Yep. And this is a bait that's got a crawdad action real wide. Well. There's one bait in particular called the 4.5. It's new this year. The sucker has about twice the action of the other ones. We change the angle. But if you're in tidal water, you're up in the rivers fishing, uh, any of those situations where you're fishing six feet, even square bill, uh, where you do good on square bills, this thing will outproduce a square bill any day of the week. Really? It's just because of the action. When it hits something, it really deflects off That's of the it. 4.5 digger? 4.5 digger. Gotcha. And how deep does that run? Uh, hold your rod down six feet, hold your rod up four feet. Gotcha. Gotcha. And the exaggerated action yep. in, it, the, in the current and all that. It's just pushing a lot of water. It's really, really, really super lively. Andy, remind us to order some 4.5 diggers, please, after the show. Write <laughs> <laughs> that down. Them. <laughs> That's outstanding. David, I know that you have plenty of stuff to do here. You're, you're, you're here with Berkeley. You're here with Luz. And uh, you're, you're here for the, the people of the Bass Fishing Galaxy. Oh, yeah. Yep. But, We're up there hanging out with Evan Rude and Ranger and, you know, you know all my favorite people. There, there you go. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much, Dave, for, for coming on and hanging out with us all again, right. Thank man. Thank you, guys. We, we look forward yep. to the next time. Right. Hey, I'm Pat Renwick. Uh, more action from the 2018 Forestwood Cup continues when we come back. Put the power poles down. Don't go nowhere. (laughs) Hello, everybody. I'm Bill Dance. No, just kidding. This is Pat. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to Straycast on iTunes and leave a review. Tell us what you think. Any feedback is greatly appreciated. Thanks for listening. Peace!